0: Welcome to Running It Back, the Rooney Rule edition. We're back. It's 2021. We made it. And of course, tar- if it's Running It Back, you know Tarlin Ray is with me. Tarlin, how are you doing?
1: The best part about yeah. Zoom mm. allows us to do a podcast. We're just not via audio. I get to see video and right. your prep before going on. Mm throat exercise. And yeah. it's awesome to see. It's priceless. We'll be
0: rolling that out behind membership. It's, it's a whole separate conversation, but <laughs> figuring out where the paywall will land. But yeah. Yeah. Mimo, Mimo. There's a little taste. There it is.
1: We'll give you a little more of the outtakes, but happy to be here to, to talk about the Rooney rules, something mm. that the NFL put in place in uh, 2003 focused around diverse hiring practices specifically around NFL head coaches mm-hmm. where the Rooney rules said that you at least have to bring in one diverse candidate into your hiring pool prior to making the decision.
0: Yeah. And you know what I would call that, uh, Tarlin? I would call that soft affirmative action. And that's what
1: the literature will say.
0: Yeah. Oh. It is
1: It is not affirmative action if you're not setting quotas, mm. but it is if you look broadly across business sectors and sports, it is a way to fill their pipeline. Yes. Also say, I have a hard time finding diverse candidates. Right. The NFL is saying, sorry, you have to figure something out. So it's a soft firm action. They end up, they're in the pool, but the NFL is not been saying you have to hire a certain
0: number. Which would be a harder form of affirmative action. <laughs> it's interesting in that the Rooney rule, when it first rolled out, in the early 2000s got a lot of attention, mostly positive over time because it did seem to move the needle. There were also more high profile candidates who were introduced into the candidate pool to build the pipeline that you're talking about. There is research out there. We'll share some of these links uh, on Twitter. HR professionals and people thinking about diversity and inclusion have done a lot of research on the effectiveness of the Rooney Rule. Shout out to C.C. Bois, whose work we took a look at. Fantastic. And f- Maybe, we'll see, maybe we'll get C.C. out a, a subsequent conversation about this. But the interesting thing is that if you look at the, the data, there was an initial bump in the percentage of head coaches who were a minority. And then that kind of flattened out. And then of late it's dipped again, which is partly why we wanted to bring this topic up because uh, we want to run it back to why did it happen to begin with, did it work? And even if it worked when it started, is an idea that came into effect in 2003 going to be as effective as a new idea that's informed by contemporary thinking? I think it's an interesting question. The NFL was originally an exemplar. Facebook and Chuck Schumer were looking at using a Rooney Rule approach to begin to fill some of their positions. But yeah, it's an interesting history. Did you learn anything when you were uh, doing some research here? Oh yeah,
1: CC's. So she's at the MIT Sloan Conference. Her title of her report is the efficacy of the Rooney rule. And so if you look at it on the surface, as you were saying, diverse hires and head coaching positions plateaued around three of the 32 teams post Rooney rule, you even got to a high of eight in 2011 and 2017, but you never got back down until this year Yeah. to where it was in the 2003
0: levels. Yeah. I'm looking Actually, at you. I'm looking at you, Anthony Lynn. Yeah. Sorry. Some tough. Some God, tough God, no, God,
1: be... There were some tough late game decisions. Uh, I gotta say, the charge he was great you know, on hard knocks. I mean chargers are were... bound to lose. And was he the one that punctured Tyrod Taylors longer? <laughs> so we'll, we'll deal with that later. Like, it's a whole separate yeah later. Yeah. Um but what's interesting is she not only just wanted to look at she was looking at causal effects, so she didn't want to just look at oh, okay, it went up. She was actually then comparing that to Changes in hiring at the NCAA level, yeah, of coach diverse hiring. Mm-hmm. And because she wanted to try to remove any extenuating circumstances or any macro factors where yeah. we're more enlightened mm-hmm. around DNI, yeah. DNI and I is more prevalent, not as, as much as it is now, and just mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. broadly in companies, as you said, Facebook and others, yeah, Chris, that looked at the Rooney Rule. So, uh, all in. She believes, and this is through 2014, 2017, that there was a 19 to 21% increase in diverse hiring because of the Rooney Rule. Mm-hmm. Great. Now, where are we today? We're still sitting with candidates. And the reason this is important today is we have two guys that are going to be going against each other at Kansas City Chiefs, against Tampa Bay Buccaneers, one in Eric Bieniemy. Who should I, I, be it. just to clarify I already have them in the Super Bowl yeah, so in the, the Super Bowl. I didn't mean to make my super bowl it bold, present, bold I, I, I didn't mean to do that, but you can run it back to this tape and I've already made my prediction. Yeah. Um so separate championship games with two guys and also in Byron Leftwich who is an outstanding coordinator who yeah. took Jameis Winston and turns yeah. into the number one offensive league. Yeah and Took some some um, has been, four been player four year from New old England. guy yeah. named from New England Tom yeah. that can't throw the ball more than twenty yards on the field Tom Brady yeah and has no of more offense. So the reason this is important is most folks won't do the work that CC Dubois Dubois, boys Dubois we're gonna I get think we're going to. Dubois
0: sure. uh, W B Dubois maybe she we hope to have her on
1: yeah yeah is most people won't do the digging to see that maybe there has been an impact right most people will see that we've had a ton of recent firings. Mm -hmm. We have now, prior to last week, three diverse candidates. We're back to pre-2003 levels and Brian Flores, Mike Tomlin, and Ron Rivera. Robert Sala just got hired by the Jets. But prior to that, we're back to the original levels and people are saying, what are we doing? And then you have two supremely talented guys. One of them is off the Andy Reid coaching tree, and Andy Reid is telling everyone, take yeah. my guy. Yeah, Eric, and enemy, tell- yes, yeah. Eric, I am not your enemy. Shout out to Chris Berman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> boomer, but he can't get a job. So what's the problem? Is it that the Rooney rule is slipping? And there's been a lot of people saying that they need to just change the hiring window. So what happens is the season ends and you have all these coordinators who are with talented teams, and then teams will rush to fill their positions. Yeah. And uh, the Eric others of the world who are trying to win games, don't have the opportunity uh, to go and go goes the interview process. So is it as easy as the NFL said, you can't hire your coach until the end of the season? That may be something to do. Yeah, yeah. Is it giving diverse coaches the opportunity to go to the NFL owners meetings? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things out there. But one of the things that struck me is it also... Diverse candidates have to hire diverse people, mm-hmm. and that's always a challenge. It comes up in my work and your work. But the godfather of the diverse coaching tree is Tony Dungy. Mm-hmm. Tony Dungy had Herm Edwards, Mike Tomlin, Levy Smith, Jim Caldwell, and Leslie Frazier mm-hmm. all at one point on his staff and all became head coaches. Yeah. Is it diverse candidates hiring diverse folks? Chris Greer is the GM in Miami. He right. hired Brian Flores. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Is it as simple as that? Yeah. People can't see this, but I'm giving you the finger snap of a set right now, man. I think you're onto something where the other thing I've seen about the, the Rooney rule is that it can be too narrowly focused on the head coach when the general manager and even the owner, if they're not diverse, How will they develop the pipelines? develop the trust, develop the hiring practices to truly level the playing field? I think that's the bigger question. And it goes down to the football level around the coordinators and coaches. And then another topic that I think we wanted to talk more about on a subsequent episode is about Black quarterbacks, which is related in that how long did it take for more of those players to get a shot? Lamar Jackson famously was drafted as as a wide receiver. How does that hiring decision, hiring practice in some ways almost inherit the hiring practices that you see up the chain? How much can the organization signal at its most senior levels that it actually believes in the principles behind the Rooney rule? The Rooney rule is to achieve these outcomes and it's in support of these bigger ideas and do the owners truly espouse those ideas? In, in an authentic way and then how does that relate to the fact that the owners are almost exclusively white and white men with i guess the exception of jacksonville right so depending on which part of the ecosystem you're looking at particularly at the top
1: and buff buffalo it's a family okay uh, she's asian a, asian woman she's yep. part of the ownership group so yeah. it's very small group mm-hmm. one thing i'm hearing you say though is Some of the head coaches, they're starting to strengthen the rules. So it's reaching out to the coordinators because they see the Mm -hmm. offensive coordinators oftentimes or even the quarterback as the person who can take over. Yep. Uh, I think, though, that it is going to be a challenge if, to your point, and I I love you connecting it to the black quarterback, if they just have to see the field in a different way. Everyone was – you had to be a prototypical 6'5", standing quarterback. And they realized, and maybe a lot of it, some of the innovation came from college football, started so to realize there's another way to win mm-hmm. and that the game was changing. It's not an easy fix. And I, reason I think about this just day-to-day work is you often, if you're trying to hire someone, you want to hire a reverse candidate, you will run up against, we don't have enough people in the pipeline. And so then you're always running up against time. I got to hire someone now because I'm in so much pain. But if you're willing to continue to wait, okay, I'm willing to wait to make sure we have the right number of people in the pipeline. The next one is, and what's I think a little bit of what the owners may be doing is do you check boxes that I think are important that we've come from the same background, we yep. are in the same schools, mm-hmm. we have some of the same friends looking at Steve Kerr, you've done a great job, Steve Kerr. And now I'm looking at you, Steve Nash, and the still in the BA, but hey, I got this job before I need someone else. Right. But can you in the hiring practice then look at behavioral things rather than do you check all the boxes? So yeah. in a in a day-to-day job, and someone comes in instead of resume gawking and saying this is the right person, do you give someone opportunity to put themselves in the position where they act like they're in the job and see how they perform? Yes. And so that should be the way. NFL owners are looking to hire because yeah. you want someone that can respond to the job. So a lot of parallels there. The difference is there's only 32 it's only 32 of these opportunities, four to five come open a year. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, whether I don't think the money and the owners feel the same pressure. I will end though with one you know, person that has gotten crushed in this whole experience is Jim Caldwell. And I yeah. love the lines to death. Yeah. I'm a Vikings long time Vikings fan, yeah. So I love the fact that they fired Jim Caldwell because they said his nine and seven season wasn't appropriate and wasn't a part of the winning culture for the Lions. Yeah. The Lions suck. You had two right all time football players retire, yeah, because of how bad you suck and Barry Sanders and Megatron. Megatron, so you fired. Jim Caldwell because he wasn't doing good enough and he went to the Belichick coaching tree and you still suck. Right. So that's just a little bit of, yeah. you give, do you give the first candidate enough time?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do they have, what's the winning percentage they have to hit in order to be qualified? Totally. All of that runs into it.
0: Yeah, and I think the related point where you're, I think your Tony Dungy point was spot on and even to a certain extent, the fact that white guys in Belichick's coaching tree just randomly get bumped to the front of the line Arguably, that's because of the football success. But it is interesting that they tend to be Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. Judge. Yeah, exactly. And (laughs) there is a little bit of uh, just raises some questions. But I think on the the Tony Dungy side, in particular, it speaks to the importance of mentorship from someone who actually understands what you might be going through, even just in terms of feeling like you belong, like feeling like this is a place that understands me and will mentor and develop me. It gets more complicated when you start talking about the college ranks, like Nick Saban's reputation is that he really goes to bat for his players and is very much advocating for them. Talking about college football, even of itself, is just fraud. We we should have like another conversation about that entirely. But it is really interesting. Whenever you want to talk about the mafia, and let's go at it. (laughs) But, but, But in terms of the thinking about how Tony Dungy could understand how it's there are different types of challenges that a Herm Edwards or an Eric Biennemi might face than what a Joe Judge might be up against when he's beginning his rise. I think that is an interesting piece and that needs to be more fully owned by NFL's leadership. I think they are trying because there is a lot of uh, scrutiny on this. And I think the Rooney Rule was an initial success the fact that they did it once indicates that they could conceivably lead in this area but it does feel like things are a little more systemic and even our awareness of systemic problems, I think the culture has changed in that we're more aware of it. It is interesting to see how this plays forward because it does feel like there needs to be more outcry around the need for the, to identify the next Tony Dungy. Mike Tomlin, I guess, has a little bit of it, but his football, the, the, the Steelers, The end of the Steelers season was rough. Mike's safe. Mike's a legend, but it's almost like the fact that the Roonies got Mike Tomlin allowed the Rooney role to be the the standard when I think there could be more aspiration to higher percentages and more representation and more awareness of representation among ownership, representation among boards of directors. And there is work to be done at the top. And that's true of most organizations. And that's a lesson that I'm taking away from this as well. Do you think there are things we could extrapolate from the NFL's example into corporate life and professional America? I'll take one person, which is Deshaun Watson. Yeah.
1: He is livid because ownership made a decision even around the GM, but hiring their next coach. And he... Was offering up names when Eric B. Enemy to be at least looked at. And it looks like they just move forward. So the way that it's very reminiscent, if you think about people, at Google, Facebook organizations that are now speaking truth to power, which is their person is giving them the check. This is a little bit of what Deshaun is doing in his own organization to make sure that. People are getting some opportunities. It's a little different, obviously. They gave away DeAndre Hopkins and all that. But that's to me, it's a similar moment. I'm going to stand up for something. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing that's happening in a lot of corporations that they see that the leadership is not acting the way you need to. They're pushing on HR to have more diverse hiring practices. So that to me is a parallel, and I think we'll see more and more of it. I I do hope as we end that we do not see Eric Bannamy on the Kansas City. I, I don't even know if there's any more open jobs
0: left. Yeah. In the I, I think, worst case, we could offer him executive producer of running it back. So, so all right. like, we're, it, we're it, Byron is back. Lef- Byron
1: is who is Byron? Uh, Byron, what he's, role uh, is-
0: he's associate co executive producer. Of Love running it. Back. We
1: got yeah. so many people on this team yeah. now. Uh, all, yeah, yeah. All, all in.
0: That's how winning happens. But
1: appreciate the opportunity to talk about the Rooney role. Yeah. I think this will lead in um, immediately into. we're calling the lost black quarterback and thinking about those, that talent that sort of miss the opportunity because of the way the game was played Mm -hmm. back in the day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So more to come, but uh, but we're back. It's 2021. We're talking the the Rooney rule. Hope you enjoyed it. Let us know at running it back FM on Twitter is where you'll find us, but uh, we'll be back again soon. This is running it back.